Welcome back to our award-winning NPR podcast, where we explore the latest scientific breakthroughs and research studies. Today, we have a fascinating topic about executive function and its evolutionary motivation. That's right, Tom. We'll be diving into a new research paper titled, Executive Function. A contrastive value policy for resampling and relabeling perceptions via hindsight summarization? By Chris Lingerick and Ben Lingerick. The abstract of this paper suggests that the few short continual learning task can be understood. From first principles if we consider executive function as a contrastive value policy. And what's remarkable about this theory is that it offers an evolutionary motive and mechanism of action for executive function, which resamples and relabels perception data via hindsight summarization to minimize attended prediction error. Isn't that fascinating? This paper suggests that humans learn efficiently because of their memory policy in pre-trained networks. And the grammar of learning helps humans implement hypothesis testing seamlessly as a stream of consciousness. Indeed, Tom. And this study has the potential to change the way we understand human cognition. We'll be discussing other fun facts and interesting details from this research paper. So stay tuned for an exciting episode on executive function and its role in few short learning in humans. Let's dive in. Welcome back to our award-winning NPR podcast today. We are diving into the world of cognitive science as we discuss an intriguing research note titled Executive Function, a contrastive value policy for resampling and relabeling perceptions via hindsight summarization. Quote, this paper is written by Chris Lingerick and Ben Lingerick, and it was published on November 29th. 2021. It explores the idea of few-shot continual learning, which is essentially the process of learning from a minimal amount of data. The authors hypothesize that executive function, which is responsible for a range of cognitive processes such as attention control, decision-making, and working memory, plays a crucial role in this type of learning. In particular, Executive function serves as a contrastive value policy that resamples and relabels perception data via hindsight summarization. Now, what does all of that mean? Essentially, executive function helps us make sense of the world around us by adapting our perception of it based on feedback we receive. This process, sometimes referred to as hypothesis testing, allows us to learn quickly from minimal data. The authors suggest that executive function achieves this by minimizing attended prediction error, which is just a fancy way of saying that we adjust our expectations based on how well they align. With reality, the researchers use an online prompt engineering problem as an analogy to help explain this idea. To make this process possible, The paper proposes the use of a memory policy and a pre-trained network with inductive biases for a grammar of learning. All of this is trained to maximize evolutionary survival. The model of executive function presented in this paper has significant implications for our 
Understanding of Human Learning and the Neuroanatomy Behind It. The paper cites several scientific journals to support their arguments, including Trends in Cognitive Sciences and Nature Reviews Neuroscience. Overall, this research note presents a fascinating perspective on the role of executive function in few short continual learning. It will be exciting to see how these ideas develop in the future. Alright folks, in this section, we are going to break down section 1 of the paper titled, Executive Function. A contrastive value policy for resampling and relabeling perceptions via hindsight summarization. Quote dot. And we're going to do that by first talking about the outer loop which is referred to as the evolutionary task. From there, we'll move on to the inner loop which is known as the predictive learning task. But before we dive into that, the paper outlines a continual few-shot learning constraint, which we'll explain shortly. Finally, the paper asks the big question, what does it mean to learn? Which we'll answer through discussing sparsity, compositionality, and contrastive attention to prediction loss. All right. Let's start with the outer loop aka the evolutionary task. Yes. So this is essentially the process of the agent taking actions in an environment. Receiving rewards or punishments. And then the environment changing in response to those actions. Then, we have the inner loop. Aka the predictive learning task. This takes the agent's current state and predicts the future state to maximize reward. Right. And the continual few-shot learning constraint refers to the fact that the agent must be able to learn from a few examples while continuing to learn from new examples over time. Then there's the question of what it means to learn. Sparsity is when the agent learns only relevant information, while compositionality involves breaking down information into smaller parts for easier learning. And we have compositionality in time which involves understanding how actions lead to future states. While compositionality in abstraction involves differentiating between different abstract concepts. And learning how they relate to each other. So here we have communication being composition in time and abstraction. And lastly, we have the importance of contrastive attention to prediction loss in driving data resampling and Relabeling needed for causal models. And that's the breakdown of section 1 of the paper. Stay tuned for more in-depth discussions on executive function. Alright. Let's dig into section 2 of this paper on executive function. They start off with prediction. Jen. That's right. Tom. They're talking about making predictions and how we can minimize the loss in those predictions. And they break it down into three parts. Decreasing prediction loss. Increasing prediction loss. And acting to minimize expected prediction loss. Exactly. And from there, they move on to learning to minimize prediction loss. They define what learning is and how we can take actions in the world and internally to resample. Data and minimize prediction loss. And then they talk about few-shot continual learning. Yeah. And they ask the question. Is there a grammar of learning? 
They propose the idea of resampling and relabeling data via memory and hindsight summarization. They also mention hypothesis testing via summarization. And that wraps up section 2. Lots of great information to unpack there. All right, listeners, let's talk about the conclusion of this scientific paper. So, in conclusion 9, the authors discuss the predictive learning task and how it relates to an agent in an environment. Right, and this agent has a sensor system that creates a consistent stream of perceptions that are time-ordered. This is important because in order for the agent to learn and evolve, it needs to be able to recognize and understand the patterns in its environment. And the paper brings up the concept of Plato's cave. Listeners, if you're not familiar, Plato's cave is a philosophical allegory about people living in a cave, believing that the shadows on the wall are the only reality they know. Yes. So in this context, the agent is living in its own cave of perceptions. It can only interpret the world through the data it receives from its sensors. And that's where the predictive learning task comes in. The agent needs to be able to use its executive function to resample and relabel its perceptions. Through hindsight summarization. Basically, it needs to be able to look back on its experiences and analyze them to better understand the patterns in its environment. Right. And the authors suggest using a contrastive value policy to help with this analysis. By comparing the expected value of actions taken in a given situation to the expected value of actions taken in a similar but different situation, the agent can better understand the impact its actions have on its environment. And this is a crucial step in the agent's evolution. By using hindsight summarization and a contrastive value policy, it can adjust its behavior to achieve a desired outcome, which leads to better overall performance in its environment. That's right, Jen. And while this may seem like a complex concept, it's an important step in the development of machine learning algorithms and who knows. Maybe one day we'll have agents that can analyze and understand their environments even better than we do. Welcome back to our podcast, where we discuss cutting-edge scientific research. In today's episode, we're diving into the world of predictive learning agents and their ability to learn from their environment. That's right, Tom. Specifically, we're discussing a paper titled, Executive Function. A contrastive value policy for resampling and relabeling perceptions via hindsight summarization by some prominent researchers in the field. Now, don't be fooled by the title. Essentially, these researchers are studying how agents can learn to predict and understand their environment based on implicit labels from future values of a stream of data. That's correct, Tom. The researchers assign the agent the task of evolving to continue its genetic code in the environment, subject to selection pressure. And to do that, the agent has to learn to predict calibrated ego perceptions. Perceptions which represent its own actions and thoughts. More often than other perceptions. This is called the controlled 
desideratum for the agent sampling policy in probability density function. They also discuss the importance of sparse and compositional world models, which have distributions of activations that are compositional in time and compositional in abstraction. And to learn these world models, they introduce a few short learning constraint of only being able to collect a few examples of data from the environment. This allows for the agent's survival in environments with distribution shift and expensive data collection. What's interesting here is that the researchers propose learning a policy for data labeling in resampling over compositional representations. This has not been well addressed in previous research and draws on observations of human learning. And one way they propose achieving this is through contrastive attention to prediction loss, which drives data resampling and relabeling. This resampling has been shown to impart generalization with systematicity, especially when inputs are collected for contrastive interventions and outputs have contrastive predictions induced by the same contextual data. Overall, this research provides insights into how predictive learning agents can adapt and learn to predict and understand their environment in a few-shot learning scenario. That's all we have time for today. Make sure to check out the published scientific paper for more details on this fascinating research. In this section, the authors of the paper dive into exploring how humans learn and make predictions about the world around them. That's right, Tom. Humans are constantly making predictions about what they will experience in the future, both consciously and unconsciously. These predictions can be short-term or long-term and they drive our behavior. And when those predictions are compared against later perceptions, they create something called prediction loss. This can be seen as the difference between what we predicted would happen and what actually happened. And humans have a mechanism called executive function which mediates our focus on prediction loss. Executive function is essentially the stateful attention to a stack of predictions and perceptions. Represented as loss. Y. Carrot Y. Where I is the attention weight of the pair. This is interesting because it's hypothesized that executive function plays a role in our ability to set goals. Plan and have impulse control. Right. And when prediction loss is high enough, we feel cognitive dissonance and will take actions to reduce prediction loss by changing our perception of the situation or our initial prediction. And on the flip side, if we experience too little prediction loss, we strive to increase it via curiosity-driven exploration. This keeps us balanced in a golden mean of error. And when a prediction involves something we will do in the future, we attempt to control our environment through action, a process called active inference. It's fascinating to see how our brain processes and uses predictive learning on a daily basis. Absolutely. Tom, there's still so much we have to learn about executive function and prediction loss. Now that we have an understanding of the concept executive function, Let's delve deeper into how we can use it to minimize prediction loss. Absolutely. 
According to a published scientific journal, one way to minimize prediction loss is through learning. To be more specific, updating weights in neural connections that directly change the world model so that the predictions are closer to perceptions. Right. And this happens through backpropagation in artificial neural networks or via Hebbian learning in the human brain. Exactly. And it's important to note that with high prediction loss comes chaos, fear, and uncomfortable uncertainty, while low prediction loss results in boredom. In the middle is happiness. Just like in the popular saying, the journey is the reward. Interesting. So, resampling data via physical movement or long-term learning loops can help with learning. For example, if you're at a cocktail party, moving your head to look at a speaker's lips helps you distinguish their utterances from background noise. Right. And we can also resample data by focusing on our internal perceptions to sample new perceptions and predictions without motor control. Mindfulness can help lower prediction loss. And consciousness presence has been hypothesized to be due to top-down predictions successfully. Suppressing informative interoceptive signals. Okay. So even with policies for data resampling, learning a causal world model from a handful of examples tends to be infeasible. Humans benefit from evolutionarily trained data encoded in neuroanatomy which tap into existing facilities. That's correct. One theory proposes that the hippocampus encodes fast learning policies resulting in direct storage of incoming perceptions, while the neocortex replays these perceptions slowly interspersed with other perceptions to achieve slow learning of abstractions and subconscious behaviors. So, fast learning may use tools of summarization, active inference, and multiple stateful passes through a pre-trained network that activate latent abstractions. This produces output data that forms a batch with sparse and compositional representations that can be more easily learned, which is called learning the communicative mapping to a grammar of learning. That's right. For any network that has been pre-trained on a dataset, there exists a data distribution such that input from that distribution produces a sparse compositional distribution of outputs which can be resampled and relabeled contrastively, thus inducing efficient learning. Ah, and the average human reaction time is 250 milliseconds. So we need to significantly reduce the dimensionality of data to have compositional and sparse representations required for learning of causality. Hindsight summarization has access to a memory and a grammar of learning to enable rapid nonlinear data transformations via existing world models. Hindsight summarization changes the composition of the perception stack attended by executive function, creating new prediction losses that can be used directly as training data or indirectly to produce further summaries. This forms a stream of consciousness that quickly changes the composition of the entire perception stack. And streams of consciousness like self-talk and cognitive behavioral therapy may be learned. Behaviors to modify experienced prediction loss using hindsight summarization. 
Yes. And sequential steps of hindsight summarization with intervening training and counterfactual sampling may be recognizable as the scientific method. A well-known meta-learning algorithm for scientific discovery. That's fascinating. It's amazing how much we can learn from our own brains and use different techniques to improve our learning and decision making. Absolutely. We have so much untapped potential. And I can't wait to see what new discoveries are made in the future. In the conclusion of this scientific paper titled, Executive Function. A Contrastive Value Policy for Resampling and Relabeling Perceptions via Hindsight Summarization. The authors discuss the possibilities for future work in the field of machine learning and its parallels to human learning. The authors explain their hypothesis of how executive function can be viewed as a contrastive value policy, which resamples and relabels perception data to minimize prediction error, similar to an engineering problem. They suggest that this mechanism can be used to implement hypothesis testing and explain few-shot learning and neuroanatomy. The authors also caution that while correlations between empirical observations and their hypothesized mechanism of action have been shown, additional study is needed to show causality and biologically relevant mechanisms. The authors suggest that in order to better understand learning in both humans and machines, there needs to be a better exploration of isomorphism in purpose and algorithmic structure. The paper concludes with several references, including research on self-supervised learning in speech, vision, and language, dynamic programming, and prefrontal cortex in humans and non-human primates. However, the authors note that much work still needs to be done in exploring the parallels between human and machine learning and understanding the ways in which they differ. Overall, this paper provides a fascinating insight into the potential mechanisms of executive function and its applicability in machine learning. There's definitely a lot more research needed in this field. But the potential for new discoveries and a better understanding of the way we learn is exciting. And that concludes the conclusion section of this scientific paper. For those of you who may not be familiar with the terminology we just heard, Let's break it down. The authors of this paper would like to thank several individuals for their feedback on the work. They also conducted empirical experiments using OpenAI's fine-tuning API. The paper references several published scientific journals, including Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society B, Biological Sciences, Journal of Physiology Paris, and Frontiers in Psychology. The authors seem to be exploring the concept of executive function and how it relates to value. Policy for resampling and relabeling perceptions via hindsight summarization. They reference other scientific papers that explore topics such as mindfulness and meditation, predictive coding, and reinforcement learning. It's interesting how these different concepts and ideas are all tied together in this paper. From Plato's Republic to deep residual learning for image recognition. There's a lot of ground covered here. And let's not forget about the power of prediction. 
which we heard about in Ursula Thomas Fair's work with kindergarten comprehension. That's right, Jen. Overall, it seems like the authors are exploring a variety of ways to enhance executive function and improve decision making and problem solving. It's a complex topic, but one that is certainly worth studying.